Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. The Blast from Our Past Network. Hey guys, James here. Wanted to let you know about our sponsor this week, 80stees.com. I suggest everyone go over and take a look at their catalog of amazing t-shirts and merchandise. Everything from 80s movies, cartoons, TV shows, music shirts, wrestling, superheroes, video games, horror... But not just the 80s, they got the 70s, 90s, early 2000s. So go on, take a look at 80stees.com, and when you get to the checkout, make sure to use promo code BFOP to get an additional 30% off. Hey guys, just want to let you know, the underwater horror film The Deep House is now available on digital and on demand. When a young couple sets out to explore a house at the bottom of a lake, they discover a sinister presence. Can they escape the underwater house of horrors before it's too late? Buy or rent the Deep House today to find out. Unrated from Paramount Pictures. Hello and welcome back to Action Action, where we watch all the action movies and put them on our giant list. That's getting long and, and, <laughs> and long. It's me, the house cat. That's right. You tried to keep me in the house. You tried to block me with your foot. I got out. I'm, I'm unhinged. I'm loose. And I'm taking over this, bitch. You snorted a bunch of catnip. Yep. Fucking ready to go. <laughs> wow. I'm joined by my co-host, Dustin. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. John's not here. He's sitting this one out. Uh, so it's just you and me, my friend. Yeah, and we can talk a lot of trash about him because he's never going to hear this. Perfect. He doesn't listen to the episodes. So. Yeah. So uh, why don't we just get right into it? Some uh, sink or swim. Sink or swim, as John would say. <laughs> or seek or destroy. Why don't you go first, Dustin? Oh, boy. You know... Uh, October is over. Spooktober has ended. It is over, although it's November third. It's November third, so uh, I haven't. I finished watching horror movies on the thirty first. I mean, not that I don't watch horror movies during the the year, but my crazy binge uh, is over, and I need a little. I need a little break, but I haven't really watched any movies since finishing up Spooktober. So I'll just uh, go through a couple last horror movies that I watched. So we'll just continue with Spooktober. <laughs> Forever. Forever. <laughs> Never ending. Uh, well, our nieces were over here and uh, I showed them Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because I recently picked up the new Blu-ray of it, um, the 4K UHD Blu-ray. Uh, that is a, just a wacky fucking movie. I mean, I don't know who came up with the plot of that. Have you ever seen that one? I haven't seen it. It's the non-Michael Myers one. It has Tom Atkins from Night of the Creeps, the cop. Okay, um, yeah. And he was in Maniac Cop as well. Um, 
it it's so it's such a convoluted plot it's hilarious but basically this guy who makes halloween masks this rich businessman he's got this plot to like make all these kids buy these halloween masks and then he's put a thing inside them so that um when halloween hits like a certain time of night um then like all the kids will be killed and it's like a mass sacrifice for halloween oh my for the halloween gods (laughs) for like the old like uh i don't know celtic like 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 this is is like a batman villain style or or bond or something yeah Yeah. it's such a fucking weird movie i love it um (laughs) so yeah i showed my nieces that and then uh and then we also watch trick or treat which i watch every fucking halloween yeah, basically yeah i haven't seen that either oh man it's the most like octobery movie ever oh really yeah all the leaves and the pumpkins and yeah i mean i hope so it's trick or treat so yeah uh so we watch that like every year and i i love that one but i watched this really weird movie right before the end of uh my binge it was a movie called retribution from 1987 that i only became aware of like not that long ago mm-hmm. i don't remember it like looking at the art for it i don't remember it seeing it on the video store shelf ever or anything it was a weird movie and i kind of ended up liking it quite a bit it's like this uh this guy he tries to commit he's like this lonely like loser guy who's like a painter lives by himself in an apartment he tries to commit suicide and right when he like jumps off this falls off this building and hits the ground this mobster guy this gangster gets killed and his spirit like goes into this guy who tried to kill himself, but lived. So it's like a Freaky Friday thing. Sort of. So this, he's himself most of the time, but then the guy, the mobster guy will like take over at times. Oh, okay. And then he's like, he uses this guy to like go and get revenge on the people that like betrayed him and killed him. <laughs> okay. And it's just a weird movie, but I actually really liked it. And it's like, it's kind of serious and sad and stuff at the end. But it was, I don't know, it's, it was kind of funny too, because the scenes where he's like being the gangster guy, he's like this nerdy looking guy with this terrible bowl cut like the worst fucking haircut you've ever seen oh like a dumb and dumber style yeah like exactly like that almost and uh yeah so anyway he just doesn't look like he's this tough gangster guy so but then he's like starting to behave like the gangster and say (laughs) stuff that the gangster would say stuff it's just a weird movie i mean it sounds crazy yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit it wasn't like super gory or anything there was a couple gore bits and stuff but it was just a weird different movie yeah yeah cool Right on. What about you? What have you been watching? Uh, let's see. I watched, for whatever reason, I watched Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, yeah. Classic. Don't know why, but uh, I did. Like, this is w- one of those movies, like, I kind of get scenes from this movie mixed up with, like, Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're those. those they're very the similar, two, right? Two ones, yeah, that he... Um, but it's like so of the time, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it's very late 1990s. So, right. so a lot of the humor and things that you probably, I mean, I don't know how it would fly now. You don't really see anyone trying to do this now. <laughs> um, but it was just a nice change because I have been watching horror movies um, because of Spooktober. And I just, I thought I would just switch it up randomly. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, so I watched that, and I don't have any destroys this week, like usual, yeah. just just seek. So, watch that, and then I watched The Fly, which I'd never seen before. Okay, like the the Cronenberg version, like with Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh is there a remake of that? Well, that is the remake. There was an old fifties. Oh, 50s okay. The Fly with Vincent Price. Oh, okay. Didn't know that, but 
Yeah, so I watched the remake then. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, never seen it before. Um, it was uh, very entertaining to see the transformation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting concept. Gets pretty goopy. It gets very goopy. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, is it one of the best transformations in a movie? I mean, there's it's a few. It's pretty awesome. Like, uh, obviously... Uh, a werewolf in London. Yeah, American like Werewolf in London. Yeah, that's a great like, one. That's a great one. I, I can't, off the top of my head, I don't, I'm not really thinking of any. Yeah, it's just, it's so goopy and disgusting and just like, yeah. like. The, the, you get the body, it's Cronenberg, so you get that body horror element where yeah. you think about your own body, like. Oh, and like going the, through teeth, this. the teeth and like pulling the nails out. Oh, like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, honestly. I felt like the whole movie could have just been shot in that warehouse that he's in. And it's just like him. Like it pretty much is over half the movie. I feel is just him transforming, turning into a fly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I love that movie. Uh, you know, there's a sequel to it too, but it has like Eric Stoltz in it. I've never actually watched the sequel. I've been meaning to for a long time, but I've always heard that it's like nowhere near as, as good as the, the, the first one. I mean, I kind of feel like why even attempt to, yeah. to this is the eighties. I mean, if it was, you had a successful horror movie, then you just did a sequel, <laughs> at least one, I guess didn't even have to be successful. Like we talked about on maniac cop when Andy was on, like, the Maniac Cop didn't even make money. It was like, it was a lot. I mean, it must have made money on video store rentals and stuff, but in the theaters, it didn't make money. But they were still like, you know what? We got to make two more of these things. Well, like, exactly. And I think that'll tie in nicely with the movie we watched today. But um, I have one more movie oh, that yeah. I watched. I, uh, I really wanted to watch a, uh, you know, Monster in the House yeah. movie. And so I went to like, I don't know, one that is like at the top of that list, which is Jaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and watching it, I don't know what it is lately. I've just been into, like I said in previous episodes, I've been into the, uh, um, the movies that made us and they talk about like how these right, movies right. are made and things like that. So I don't know if it's just like I'm starving for... Uh, a director's commentary on like some of these iconic movies because it's something like you don't think about anymore. I mean, with with like Blu-rays and stuff, like I don't buy Blu-rays uh, anymore, but I don't know why they don't have an option on like. Well, it was a big thing with DVD. Streaming service. DVD, right? Was the big thing where we had all these bonus features and like uh, I mean, and some Blu-rays still do, especially like the boutique labels that are making a product specifically for movie nerds who want that stuff but you know general mainstream stuff they just throw the blu-ray out if you're lucky yeah something like jaws might have a commentary on the blu-ray but yeah the streaming services they rarely have that stuff they don't they don't even like netflix doesn't even have trailers yeah yeah. Like I, you know, we try and pick out a movie with the kids. So like, Hey, what movie you want to watch? I got to go to YouTube to watch the trailer. Right, before, right. And see if you want to, something you want to watch, you know, yeah. see if they're interested in watching it. Like, I don't know, at least, um, I'm pretty sure Disney has trailers, but anyways, um, Jaws, like I feel like, uh, you know, I've watched it a few times, but I feel like one thing in doing like this podcast, I find now that I've seen so many movies, I, I 
grow to appreciate certain things. And like Jaws is one of those ones where I like, I, I appreciate it more. Yeah. And like yeah. the, well, we watch a lot of shit. And so we, then when yeah, you, when you watch 100%. something that's like actually skillfully yeah. <laughs> composed <Put> together <laughs> yeah. and like, I heard some stuff about Jaws where, you know, he built like three, uh, animatronic, sharks and two of them broke down yeah and he only had one and it ended up and benefiting the movie quite a bit yeah because he had a moment where he like was in the washroom staring in a mirror and he's like freaking out and he's like what would hitchcock do and it's like hitchcock comes out in this movie so much because it's all about the suspense you don't actually see it just get little glimpses yeah, yeah. it's so good it's, it's great it's so well done and, uh, yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's crazy. It's crazy that Jaws is, was supposed to be Spielberg's, you know, big movie, big hit. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously it is, but like the fact that like all these movies, like watching that, the movies that made us, how close they were at multiple times to just completely failing. Right. And then it's funny to look back and it's like, this is like one of the biggest successes of, of all. And yeah. everyone like trend setting jaws trend setting. Right? Yeah. Like the birth of the blockbuster basically. And then, but if only just one or two little things had gone differently then it wouldn't be right. Yeah. I mean like, I mean some of these movies are just like, you know, nobody wanted the script. Nobody wanted to direct. Nobody, the studios hated it, you know, like, mm -hmm. All these things. The studio took it over, tried to ruin it. Right. And then somehow it gets released how it gets released and it becomes a major hit. And and that's why, I don't know, I find, I know you said like, oh, it's kind of annoying that the movies that made us, the commentary, like. Yeah, where they're just like, yeah. And then and this then. thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I get that. I get that. But I feel like I'm just like starving for the behind the scenes. Yeah. Like yeah. the real story of how it get in depth on it. So, yeah. So I feel my uh, canceling cable has really benefited me. <laughs> you know, I cut I, the cords. I, I cut all the the bullshit and now I get to focus on some of these great movies, you know. So I've been just watching bangers. So. <laughs> Nice, yeah. Jaws, yeah, tremendous movie. Except, I, uh, I think it was not last year, the year before, I did a thing where I watched, I went through the whole Jaws series, including the non-official Jaws Five, the Italian movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the because, fourth one's the best, right? <laughs> yeah, Jaws: The Revenge is definitely the best one. Uh, no, three and four are both abysmal. Um, three was three D, Jaws three D. Okay. That one's like at a like a queer. I mean, there's there's a couple fun things in the 3D one, but yeah, they're they're pretty bad. But the second one, okay, not nearly on the level of the first movie, but it is a fun movie. It's almost like a slasher movie, and Jaws is like Jason. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so it's that like a different like fun. it's a different flavor, but it is kind of fun. And Roy Scheider like came back for that one, and then he's not in any of the other ones. But. I mean, I think once you get beyond the second movie you get into three, four and on. I, I think it's just like, you're not even close to the original. Yeah. Right. Generally true. I mean, like Die Hard, Die Hard 2 is the closest to Die Hard. So the other ones, Die Hard 3 is. I mean, at least it, Die Hard 3, you got Mike Tiernan directing it. So yeah. It's... But after that, it's just like, 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we still need to do good day to die hard on the show. <sighs> Just wait for Christmas, buddy. Chris, Christmas time. <laughs> oh, what a treat that will be. Anyways, can't wait. I've been watching nothing but bangers except for the movie that I <laughs> seem to have picked this week. <laughs> you seem to have picked it. Yeah, I don't know why, but you know, I saw a list of uh, greatest B action movies, and I saw this movie and saw. Brandon Lee's on in it. Yeah. I mean, come on. I like no Showdown brain, a little, no, little no Tokyo, yeah. you know, so let's go. Let's, I'm just going to roll the dice <laughs> and we're going to watch it. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure there's a trailer. If not, it'll be home improvements again, <laughs> but uh, let's hear the trailer. From Turner Home Entertainment. Can I ask you a personal question? carry a gun and you're not afraid to use it you can outdrive the best of them who are you and who are you working for agent michael gold has a mission on his mind you didn't tell me who he was or why he was so important the enemy on his tail you people blew this operation from the start and this woman on his back this unlikely couple is out to recover the ultimate weapon, laser mission. Laser. Espionage. Execution is a dawn tomorrow. With the Virbeck diamond and my laser, I can create a nuclear weapon. To you with both barrels and this international thriller packed full of action and intrigue. You kill me with your stupid! I knew you could do it! You did? Laser Mission. All right, so we got 1989's Laser Mission starring Brandon Lee. <laughs> I mean, the title grabs you. The laser mission what does that mean i mean honestly one it's got brandon lee two the poster looks poster is awesome awesome like it looks it's like action. a james bond kind of totally totally looks like a james bond style action movie so i mean and ernest borgnine is in this movie i mean what else do you need exactly <laughs> exactly so this um i'll just read the imdb readout here Action superstar Brandon Lee portrays rebellious government agent Michael Gold. Is he a government agent? He's like a mercenary. He's like a mercenary, right? Who is sent on a desperate mission to a Soviet-controlled African nation in order to uncover a top-secret laser weapons operation and destroy it. Fuck yeah. Let's (laughs) fucking go. (laughs) So I guess that's what the movie's about. I mean, I know that there's a diamond involved because the diamond is taken in the first. Right, because Ernest Borgnine is the scientist who can use this diamond and plus some sort of scientific process that he's figured out in order to create like a nuclear weapon. These rush, or yeah, these Soviet guys, they want his knowledge. So they kidnap him to make him, I guess they're going to force him to make this thing. I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the opening scene, you have these 
don't they have like some kind of reveal of the diamond and then these guys come in and like smoke bomb the place and then yeah 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 steal this diamond i thought they were going to auction the diamond off or something i don't know what was going on um, yeah well there's a lot of sort of stuff that is confusing when you're watching this movie because first of all because the editing is really bad and really choppy um I don't honestly know. i thought multiple times throughout the movie i thought it was going to commercial break yeah <laughs> like seriously the way the cuts were yeah there's some brutal cuts <laughs> it's like and then black screen for a yeah. while like, uh, like oh, oh this this is where the oh, commercial the movie's, is oh okay the movie's gonna continue <laughs> uh, well i watched it on tubi so there was commercials so but then also there was these like oh did you watch it with subtitles then no oh. no uh well i have a vpn so i think it thought i was in america oh. so i have, maybe was getting some tubi content that isn't necessarily on the canadian version oh. or whatever but, i think um, it was in like italian or something Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, no. I, I had just, to watch it on YouTube. It was just straight up normal online thing. But yeah, I had the ads. But then you'd have, like you're saying, these cuts where you think, oh, okay, it's going to commercial. <laughs> but it's not. It's, it's just not. the movie. It's just the movie. So I guess you're supposed to gather that. Um, so the diamond's taken. And then Brandon Lee is supposed to go. They don't really say where they are, do they? I thought they were in Cuba for some reason. At the beginning? Yeah, I... I thought they were somewhere South American because you had those two goofy soldiers that we get introduced to that who who stay through the whole movie. Yeah, comic relief, I guess. Yeah, they're the comic relief. They're like Keystone Cops right. kind of thing. It's the the woman and the man. Uh, You're a woman. <laughs> oh man, it's just so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> the script is pretty terrible, but I, I will say, like Brandon Lee. There's a couple of jokes that he has that are not too bad. And like he makes them work like because he's well, he's he, actually pretty charming even in this piece of shit. He's got the charm. And like that's the thing. Like he makes this movie, which is complete garbage. <laughs> he makes it at least somewhat charming that yeah. he's in it. Like it's more watchable than... I've seen, you know, like this kind of thing done. These action movies that were sort of direct to video things back you know back straight to the video store and from this era that are l l less entertaining than this because even though this is very poorly made like there's there's some fun to be had in it like here and there like and mostly because of Brandon Lee I think like he just had something right like yeah, he was he, a he was a movie star and it, it's oh, yeah. really a shame that we didn't get to, you know, see a long career from yeah, him. Yeah, hundred percent. But this is the starting point for him. Like, I think this is his first starring role. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, and then he only did a handful of movies, right? Like he had did this, he I, did Rapid Fire, which we still need to do on the show. Yeah. So I think after this, he did uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, Showdown in Little Tokyo, which we did, we have done, which was like next level compared. Yeah, to and this he's movie. so. Oh yeah, for sure. A whole other, but this is like a West German production. This movie, I think. Oh, okay. So like, it, not not that that necessarily would make it bad. I just don't think they had the money to put into it that like an American production would put into an action movie like this at this time. Honestly, it seemed like they had money. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> they were in Africa. I'm guessing. Yes. Doing shit that they probably legally wouldn't be able to do other places, and I'm sure they could do it for a lot cheaper than they could do yeah. elsewhere, right? Um. I think they say that they're in Namibia at one point, but I, I don't know where they're actually filming it. But yeah, so there are, you know, there's lots of explosions and stuff, but they're not the highest quality. No, they're not the highest quality. And like 
there's not a whole lot of like fighting. Like yeah, uh, there's not much hand to hand. I would have thought there'd be bad. more hand to hand stuff. There's some. Um, you know, they have a lot of gunfights and stuff and like the sound for the audio for the gunfights is so bad yeah. <laughs> where like Brandon Lee is firing a machine gun and it's just like so chintzy sounding it's just like yeah <laughs> like it just sounds like fake ricochets everywhere yeah so I don't know like I there was like a fun spirit to some of it in like the idea of these guys got together they didn't have a ton of money they're making a movie they're having some fun but even the action doesn't make a lot of sense like in terms of like the geography like you know they have that chase scene where they go to those docks and uh brandon lee and that and the love interest uh debbie monahan uh, i figured her name in the movie she is supposed to be the daughter of ernest borgnine or at least that's what she tells yeah, brandon that's lee. What she says um and she's driving the van and he's like leaning out the door and shooting at these guys and stuff. It's like, okay, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's not well done really, but no, but then when they get to those docks, there's like all this stuff about like just geographically the way they have staged and shot things that doesn't really make any sense. Like we see a shot of her driving and then they turn a certain way and they shoot at the bad guys in a vehicle and then the bad guys are somehow like at the edge of the water and they fly off into the water. But it wasn't like that wasn't what it looked like would happen right. based on the terrain and the way it was shot. It's stuff. just it's a cool like, hey, let's have them fall in the water. Right. They got to right. do that. But they, it's just not it. it's not like set up in a way that it's cohesive, like that it makes fluid sense. I'm sure it was it. it was just like, oh, whatever, just cut it in. The audience won't know. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They, they just, wanna they just want to see the cargo in the water. Yeah, they just want to <laughs> see this shit happen. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. But I mean, okay, so he goes, he tries to get the professor to come work for the Americans. Yeah, he's been sent there to like tempt him over to... Because he's, he's Russian too, right? Yeah, which I thought was a weird scene. He like almost shows like he just is walking back from that pier and like and then he's he like drops down he drops down and then like he's and, being a super spy <laughs> so so sneaky there's fucking nobody around there's no one around and then here he is just sitting sitting on a bench yeah he couldn't just walk up and sit down he had to like sneakily <laughs> yeah. do it to be more spyish i guess um so at this point this is where I guess he gets darted and then uh, turns out the Russians take the professor yeah. and then he has to go back to the embassy and explain to his handlers, I guess. Um, that right. Because they, he gets, then they take him to the jail first in, in Russia and then he escapes or something. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for not remembering the order of some of these events because it's very choppy. Very choppy. Um, but yeah, they're like, oh, you fucked it up. And he's like, you didn't give me all this information I needed and yada, yada. Yeah. And he's like, you only care about the money. Yeah. Which is why like, like he's just yeah, a mercenary. He's a mercenary. Of course, he only cares about the money. <sighs> That's what it's all about. The Benjamins. <laughs> they, never say, they never say like how much he's getting paid or anything. He's like, what about the money? What about the money all the time? But like there's never any specifics mentioned or like how this deal works. Like are I mean not to get into like the real like geopolitical workings of like the CIA and oh, stuff. Oh, do you know the real? 
<laughs> not really. Oh, I this, mean, I know, I know some things. Is I don't this know. inside information? <laughs> yeah, yeah you've heard it here we're first. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell me, what is your history with the CIA? But I'm not <laughs> sure that they just. Did they just like be like, hey, we need you to go here and we'll pay you 500 bucks <laughs> or whatever it is or a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or whatever. They don't specify how much money I know they paid him. Right. But just, he's not like a CIA operative. He's just a guy that they have hired. He's to just go a guy, in yeah. and get this guy because maybe they're not supposed to officially be there. Right. But I'm pretty sure they they try to convince him with some American pride bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's why he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Because they're I'm, always like total assholes, like the two CIA yeah, guys. Yeah, they're he, complete. He talks to his handlers. Pieces of shit. <laughs> but. So I guess that part's realistic. Yeah. Well, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, from this point, where do we go from this point? Well, then he goes back to try to find Ernest Borgnine. He somehow meets up with the quote unquote daughter. Where does he meet her? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. It's like all, all, I, all the next thing I remember, they're in the car chase together. And like, I don't actually remember the point at which they were like, oh, I'm this person and you're this person. Honestly, what's weird is I'm actually confusing. I, I, I'm thinking like, oh, OK, oh, well, they met here. And I'm like, oh, no, wait a second. That's the Bond movie I just watched. <laughs> Well, this definitely so, like wants to be a oh, low rent kind of bond thing, 100%. right? 100%. I mean, and you get a little bit of like Indiana Jones kind of stuff in here too. Um, but actually, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, this kind of reminds me of like, did you ever see that show Re- Relic Hunter? Oh, yeah, Tia yeah. Carrere? Totally. That's what this reminded me of. It's got, I think actually Relic Hunter had better production value than this. Uh, <laughs> I think so. But it was a very cheap looking TV show in the 90s that was like, you know, an Indiana Jones Tomb Raider kind of yeah. thing. Uh, and that's what I kept thinking about when I was watching this. But because this, I don't know how it looked on YouTube, but on Tubi. I was like, oh, it'll look all right on here because it's Tubi. It's like, you know, it's usually at least DVD, if not Blu-ray quality. Yeah. No, it looks like a fucking VHS on there. It's like shit. It looked like like shit. shit. It honestly looked like somebody put in a VHS copy on their (laughs) Tube TV and someone slammed a camcorder against the TV. That's what it looked like. (laughs) Wow. I wonder if yours was even worse than what I watched. It just didn't look right. That's for sure. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty bad. Um, so it's not like there's no eye candy here to really draw you in either. No, no. Yeah, so I'm not really sure how they meet. I don't even remember, and I just watched it this morning. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. But either way, they somehow meet, and then she convinces him that he she is the daughter of the professor yeah and then she's like with him from then on basically like, but he already knows that she's yeah he's suspicious of her right away he's like who are you how can you where did you learn to drive like this and all this kind of stuff because the hand didn't the handler say oh um we there's already a woman that's undercover from another agency if yeah maybe i don't remember <laughs> to be honest okay <laughs> that's totally possible yeah but the whole time he knows but they're playing it as if it's like Oh, is she? Is she not? But then at the end, when it's like, yeah, she's not his daughter. It's like, okay, but you already like you basically told us. Yeah, that. we like, already know that. There was no like suspense over it. Or what? Whatever. What do you mean? No, this is my daughter. I, I mean, I guess no- at the end, you maybe start to think she is because Ernest Borgnine is like, oh, but they have my daughter. They said they kidnapped her. Right. So then you're like, oh, I guess it is his daughter. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It wasn't very like. I I don't know. Compelling. I- so, but wait, 
when is the part where he dresses up like a commander or something (laughs) and then parachutes in to steal the guys their jeep like what (laughs) that's right i forgot about that part and then he he talks like in the accent and everything because he's pretending to be a commander and he like there's like total like three stooges where he's like slapping the one soldier and stuff and then the other soldier slaps that guy too in the same way i know like it's just like what is the point of this scene he sort of like bowls over them and just like talks and like scares them into thinking he's like a higher up officer so that they'll give him this jeep but yeah why does he need the jeep so bad yeah i don't know he couldn't like steal a car or something he could steal a car what whatever it is but i think after this he goes to the professor's apartment which it has to be one of my favorite scenes where these two stooges they are outside playing (laughs) dice And their commander, who's the Russian guy, yeah, the is general like general or whatever he is. Yeah, whatever he is, he's like trying to get them on the radio, and they just turn the radio off because they're like really into this dice game. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like turn it off. <laughs> when you hear from fucking Boris, I just I don't know. This movie's kind of all over the place and and definitely bonkers. So I think this is when they get the the uh volkswagen and they they have this yeah the van thing. right and they have the chase and, yeah and he's like shooting the oncoming cars and it's like you know it's trying to be like a a classic sort of action set piece you'd see in a movie but you know it just it's not it, it's not directed well and it's not edited well so it's like i say i think there's a bit of a charm to it in a sense but it's not something that's like wow this is this is great. You know, <laughs> I mean, but it's not even like, I mean, this is still the eighties. It's 89. It is rated R, but like, Oh yeah. I don't they, know why it's rated R. They definitely didn't like earn the R rate. No, there's no, there's like, no, there's no blood or very, very little. There's, there's, there's no real, there's no blood, there's no there's swearing, there's no, no sex. No, no there's no, there's nudity. no, there's no nudity. I, I was a hundred percent expecting boobs. Oh, I, I, th- I thought for sure there was going to be an awkward sex scene between oh, him and, 100%. The, and, the, and the woman. But I mean, not- they set it up like there is one, but they just don't show it. But did you notice that every time there was, um, like something, like a violent scene where he kills someone. They cut it. That's where the cuts come, like hard I, cuts. I know. It's like he's about, he's just starting to kill them and it's a cut. But there is the one where he's fighting that guy in the desert. Remember they crossed the desert for a while on foot? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's fighting that one dude, um, that like blonde guy. And he does like a sort of weird, like twisting neck break to him. I was like, that's kind of cool. And then he pushes his head into the propeller. Oh, no, wait, that's Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, even at the end where they, where he fights that guy who has the house with all the dead animals. Yeah. Yeah. He's got all those and his hunting trophies. They fall from the second floor or something. And he obviously fell on a spike or something, but they don't, they don't show it. They show his legs. Oh, okay. Then I definitely watched a different version than you cause they oh. full on showed him on the spikes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. So that's weird because there are all these hard cuts for certain kills in the movie, but the spike one, it showed him in the version I watched him. Laying was he on like the coughing blood up? No, but there was blood oozing out Uh-oh. of him and stuff. Um, and then hard cut and he's fighting some guy on the grass and it's like, what, <laughs> what just happened? Like, this is like, 
this is a different scene now. It's like a later, like this is oh, like, okay. it's like such, it's so brutal. Um, but I got confused about these two Russian guys because there was the two bad guys that were working together and there was one that was like a general and one was like the hunter guy. And I couldn't really figure out like, oh, who's really in charge? I thought and who's the hunter like, guy was. It seemed like the hunter guy was, but then he just dies. And then the other guy ends up being like the main bad guy that they fight at the end of the movie in the caves and all that stuff. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was like, I don't really get who's supposed to be like, you know, you kind of always have like the worst bad guy. And he, and it seemed like they had set up that guy to be the worst guy. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, so they have the professor, but he's not working on anything. They just, just have him just at the house. <laughs> like, oh, you like all these dead animals I have in here, professor? And... <laughs> We're going to get you to build this weapon. And he's like, no, I want to help. I want to do something that is, yeah. you know, helps the planet or some shit. I guess they, they're in the desert, right? So, I mean, like, what are they going to do? I guess this is the waiting point before he gets sent back to I Russia. Suppose. Like, I don't I know. mean, and, and then they, you have the most hilarious way that Brandon Lee gets captured in that part. He, cause he comes to that fortress at night and he finds those slaves that are like in these cages outside. Right. And I was like, Oh, he's going to free them. No. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of sneaks one, away. <laughs> okay. When he was in the jail, like at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought, okay, he's going to free this guy that's yeah, holding yeah. the guard. He doesn't and this shit. is going to be his like, no, he's a mercenary. He doesn't care about these guys. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> He's not a hero. No, he's definitely all. not a hero. He just leaves them there, and then he's trying to like sneak away, and he falls in a hole <laughs> in the ground. Fucking trap! Like and then an right away, those guys are like, show up with their guns, yeah. and point at him down in the bottom of the hole. Got gotcha, you, like, sucker. We knew you'd fall ex- exactly in this one hole <laughs> that we have here. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. so funny. But I'll then it makes less sense when he's then he's you know you have the classic like the bad guy telling his plan to yeah. the James Bond type guy. And he, the, the Hunter guy is like telling him all this stuff. And then he's like, I, I, I like always give my captors a, a chance or whatever. And he uncuffs him. And I was like, Oh, is he going to let him like try to run away and he's going to shoot at him or something, or he's going to do hand to hand combat with him, even though that doesn't make sense. Cause the Hunter guy's like this little pipsqueak guy. Yeah. And I was like, so what's like, what's the deal? But then they're just like talking. And then Brandon Lee just start is like, I'm going to kill you. And just starts fighting him. And I'm like, why would you uncuff this guy? And then he ends up killing him. I, I have no idea. <laughs> it's like, it made it, no sense at all. It's because it's like, oh, okay. This is the point in the movie. This is like the James where, Bond formula. Yeah. Where, this is the formula. Except they have like a plan. They, they only ever do that because they feel like, and the movie has set it up so that it's like, there's no way that James Bond can escape this situation. But then somehow he does manage to. But in this movie, they're like, no, no, he could easily escape because you just like yeah. let him go <laughs> for some reason. <sighs> then yeah. the guy does prove to be a pretty good combatant because he is like standing his ground fighting Brandon Lee, which I was like, well, this doesn't make Brandon Lee look very cool because this guy is like just as good of a fighter as him, basically. Well, yeah, exactly. And then that's when they fall off the roof and uh, they fall like a long ways and Brandon Lee just like lands on his back on the ground and he's fine. He just dusts himself (laughs) off and he's all good. Uh, And the other guy, of course, is impaled. So that's the end of him. Now, this house is supposed to be next to the caves or or is that a different area? 
I don't know. It's hard to also, say, James. Also, I forget. It's hard to say. What are they mining, anyways? Did it's they a, mention that? I don't know. Diamonds? Oh, diamonds. Blood diamonds? Blood diamonds, right. Well, yeah, for their lasers. For their lasers that they're going to make at some point. 100%. In this laser mission movie that in which we never see a laser <laughs> at any point. They talk about lasers, but... You know, it would have been pretty sweet if they built a laser and just, you know, they just could pretend, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I finally built this I super built huge gun laser that now the hunter is going to use to hunt right. Brandon Lee. I mean... There you go. That could have been the like, oh, I'll give you a fighting chance. And he somehow has to like dodge and duck and dive and get away from the laser. And then he uses like, um, I don't know, some like silver tray and right. then reflects, like transporter. reflects the laser. <laughs> I like and, it. I mean, right there. That's a better fight it's, scene. It's already a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I think at this point now they're at the caves or the mining site yeah they they go to the mines um because he he gets away from that guy and he knows that they still have well, who he thinks is the daughter right um and so yeah so she's still kidnapped there but they don't explain where she is like you would think she would be at that house but yeah she's not she's though. at an undisclosed another, location another at location. the mine i guess it's kind of like true legend when he somehow just finds his wife oh, buried right. in, the, in forest. the forest <laughs> but just a couple seconds too late oh so close so close <laughs> uh yeah and i mean there's some decently fun stuff in that last action sequence that it's a pretty big uh set piece with a lot of stuff going on like there's a part where she gets away because he, the guy, she gets like a like a razor blade off of a shelf or whatever, and so she cuts herself free, right? Because she's tied to a chair. Classic. Uh, I think she's in this like gown like the entire movie with her high heels. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and so then she's like running away from the other the general guy, and he kind of like runs across and jumps through a window and like tackles her. I was like, Oh, that, that actually looked pretty decent. Like, yeah, there's that a few, was, that was pretty decent. There's a few moments like that where they did the right thing with an action scene, like the way they shot Some it. Some of the stunts were pretty, pretty well done, but I, yeah, I just think it's not executed very well. Most of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that comes down to the editing, like, or, you know, they, the director didn't get the, amount of footage they needed in order to edit it into the something editor's like, cohesive. The what the fuck? I got to work <laughs> yeah, like, with this I, shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. okay, whatever. Uh, this is going to be hard cuts here. and <laughs> Really hard cuts. <laughs> like middle of a, a scene just started and it's cut. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's brutal. So, uh, I mean, that end scene is supposed to be kind of like, I definitely got Indiana Jones feel. Yeah, for sure. From that end scene. Now, I honestly can't remember what happens. All I remember is right at the end, those two stooges steal the helicopter. Yeah. So the stooges show up and they start helping them because they had been, after they screwed up, they were like imprisoned by those guys too. And they were like working on the, like the line where they were mining and stuff. Cause you have some more comedy scenes between them there. Um, and like that scene you alluded to where he's like you're not a sergeant you're a woman because they go in the water she comes out she has the white tank top on it's yeah. the wet t-shirt deal it's so bad it's so cheesy it's so it's so cheesy 
brutal. And then he's just like so confused. He's he, this is he's rethinking everything now at this point. You're a woman? Yeah. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah, like, he did, like, I was like, oh, I didn't, was it supposed to be a secret? Because I knew she was a woman before that. Like, it was pretty well, yeah, obvious. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just to be that he's so dumb that he didn't realize or something, but. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so then they show up and they're helping at that end part. And um, the, the main Russian general, he kind of has like three separate sort of like deaths he's almost like the slasher killer at the end of the horror he movie does come that, back that pops up again like a couple times um because he comes he's about to shoot them and then the the they why was there explosive set to go off did brandon lee set those up no i think um because they had the professor and they had the diamond they were gonna blow up the mine and they, were, and they were going to kill all of the miners. Oh, okay. Because they kept on trying to get them to go in the mine, right? Like yeah, all yeah. the soldiers were like, get in the mine, right? And then they were going to shoot them and then blow up the mine. Yeah, and we get a couple little moments of like Brandon Lee running through the tunnels and stuff like that. And they could have done some cooler stuff there where he fights somebody in one of those caves. And so I think there is a, a moment where he fights somebody, but it was like very... It's very brief. Throwaway kind of thing. I think so. The final kill after he comes back the third time. Don't, yeah. Don't they run him over? They run him over. He's all bloody. They've just gotten in the Jeep. She's driving. And as we know, she's a crazy driver. Right. Um, and so she runs him down. Oh, that just, I just suddenly flashed back to the moment when they did have sex at that hotel. And then she like leaves him there. She leaves whatever. Because <laughs> she's betrayed him or whatever. It's supposed to, it's trying to have all that like spy craft sort of like oh totally who do you who can you trust kind of stuff but it's just you know it's pretty amateurish uh in terms of how it how it comes across when you're watching it but uh yeah it totally did give me like 90s television show vibes like totally if, if it was a made for tv movie you could you'd be a lot more forgiving of it i think i mean is it better or worse than delta force uh cuz like delta force is a very boring. It's boring movie, but the action is probably better when it does happen. The at very the end. brief action, and then scenes. you get the like the. I mean, just it's worth it almost just for the Chuck Norris shooting rockets out of his motorcycle at the guy <laughs> out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's that. I just got that picture in my head where he's like on his motorcycle with the rockets <laughs> out of the ass of his motorcycle, and he's looking back like. Mm? <laughs> Somebody needs to do a video. And then he's just yeah. like shooting them out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's gold. I uh, mean, I don't know. And, I mean, and, that movie is gold just because of that scene. Just because right of there. that. And Delta Force has that fucking banger theme that plays like 8,000 8, times. That's true. I mean, they do have that awesome siege on that one building. Yeah. And then they yeah. blow it up. Yeah. I don't know. But also, Brandon Lee is a lot more charming than anybody in Delta Force. So it's a kind of a toss up. Yeah. I mean, the action scenes are filmed and directed like they're way better in Delta Force. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I mean, you have to wait two hours for them. To, yeah, you got to wait happen. forever. I mean, that's the thing. This this movie's an hour and twenty four minutes. So, yeah, okay. See, mine was one twenty seven. So that's I did get a little bit more than you. Oh, those three minutes. It's got that got that impaled guy. Uh, <laughs> see, I I I felt like screwed over. Yeah. Because I know the guy was impaled for sure, and I didn't get to see it, <laughs> and that, that definitely brought it down. 
the scores went down. I'm trying to remember. There, there was I know there was a couple other moments where he started to kill someone and, and like hard cut away, even on the version I was watching. So I don't know why that one was left in and what the difference is of these cuts, but... Um, I don't know who the fuck rated this movie because uh, I don't see the R. Yeah, there's no reason for this to be rated R. This no. could be PG, not even PG thirteen. Like, there's nothing. There's no there, blood. There's no. There's no. no swearing. There's no. That's the thing. I don't think there's, there's even no like blood. hard tone of violence to anything. Like, I don't know. There's not even like over sexualized anything. No, I mean the woman is in a gown that's like. Kind of low cut, I guess. That's about it. Yeah, kind of low cut. Sure. But there's nothing. There's no nudity. There's no, this is like a, you could what, put this on television right now and not have to like even put a warning ahead of it. Like totally about mature audiences or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. The, the guy gets killed, run over. Those two stooges are like, hey, where did those guys go? Oh, wait, that helicopter. And then the... <laughs> The embassy handlers, the U.S. Oh, the CIA guys show up, yeah. And they're like, that's my helicopter. <laughs> right, because they take off in it. So it's dumb. so stupid. <laughs> and then Brandon Lee laughs like it's the funniest shit he's ever seen in his life. He's like uh, killing yeah. himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole hell of a lot else. I, I, it's kind of crazy that this is the, you know, right after this is... Well, 91, I think, or was it 90 that showed down Little Tokyo? I think maybe 91. But that was, it's so much better of a movie. And then also Rapid Fire is really good, as I recall. It's been a long time since I saw it, but I remember liking that quite a bit. Yeah. And then, of course, The Crow, which is a fucking classic. And uh, I've actually never seen The Crow. Well, yeah, we'll have to do it on the show at some point. Um, yeah, so we got uh, Laser Mission 89, 91 is Showdown in Little Tokyo, 92 is Rapid Fire, and then 94 is The Crow. So and, then that's, and that was it. That was it. Pretty pretty sad. I mean, you think yeah. about him and Bruce Lee, like his dad, same thing where his movie career really was just getting going. Enter the Dragon and then started shooting Game of Death and then died from weird circumstances and then that's it. Like it's you get, kind you know, of bizarre. Yeah, no, it's like, really weird. I remember a lot was talked about that when he when it happened. Like, it's just such a weird. Like, was there a lot like talk? Like, is this a like conspiracy? Was it meant? I mean, I'm pr- there's, there are probably conspiracy things out there about it, but I just remember people talking about it at the time. Like, I remember listening to, like, I used to drive to school and listen to the Fox, and they would for some reason I remember them talking about it on there. But isn't it so weird? And like, and it is. It's a fucking weird thing for like the, the dad and the son for that for that to happen to both of them. Yeah, uh, not the same thing, but they both died just as their movie careers were getting going while they were in the middle of making a movie. Yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. and it's a shame because Brandon Lee, even in this movie, like you can see that he's a star. Like oh, he's hundred percent magnetic. Like you yeah. want to watch him. He's funny. He's just natural, and like he has that energy about him where you're like, this guy's a lot of fun to watch on screen. He's a I don't know if I'd say Jean-Claude Van Damme is charming. He's kind of like a, <laughs> a weird, creepy uncle charming. Um, I mean, I love him, but like Brendan Lee is just like next level charming. Yeah, he like he really exudes a ton of charm. Uh, and like he was like so funny and showed on a little Tokyo. Oh, yeah. And The Crow, totally different performance where he's like pretty serious and like morose and stuff in that movie. But 
you know, he was doing, it was showing he could do different stuff and that like different sides to him that he could uh, bring to the table. So it is, it is really a shame. Um, and I, yeah, the funny thing too, is like I was reading up on uh, the very scant information there is on laser mission yeah, there's not out there. Uh, but they were talking about it ended up being a financial success because it, even though it didn't do well when it came out, you know, after Brandon Lee died, then people were going around buying, you know, VHS and DVDs of, of laser mission because everyone was wanting to see everything he did right. or renting the movies and stuff. Right. So I think laser mission did end up making money in the long, long run. Right. Um, because, because he fucking died and then people were like, Oh, I got to see all his movies. Yeah. It's like painters, right? They're not su- successful until they die. Right. And then their stuff is like worth a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, a weird. So, Laser Mission. I would say the um, worst movie <laughs> of his career. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what's before. No, I can that. guarantee you the other. I mean, yeah, I think he might. Did he do any small performances before that on TV or anything like that? It looks like he did some TV movies, but I don't know if he was like the main character, right? Right. Yeah, I, I think I've always understood that Laser Mission was his first real leading role. So, very brief uh, career, but it, yeah, could have been really cool to see where he would have gone and what he would have done afterwards. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I mean, is there anything more to talk about Laser Mission? Not really. Would I, you I, recommend I, it? No, <laughs> no. I guess if you want to complete the uh, yeah, if you want to see all of Brandon Lee's movies, that's not a very hard. It's not going to take you long to watch four movies, and like you said, this is an hour and twenty something minutes. I so. would say if you're committed to watching all four of Brandon Lee's movies, I would start with this one. Yeah, because I don't know if, if I one. could <laughs> watch the other ones. And then watch this and then one go and, back to and this. then be like, oh, my God, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was, you know, also the other thing I came across when I was reading it is that the Rift Tracks guys have done this movie. They're like, you know, they watch a movie and like do a jokey commentary. Um, oh, over the movie. Yeah. So a lot of times, even on Amazon Prime, you can find some of the Rift Tracks versions or I think even on Tubi, too. Sometimes you'll come across one and it'll say Rift Tracks and it's them talking about like you know making fun of the movie while you watch it oh okay so there is a version of that out there because they were like yeah this is a <laughs> this is a piece of shit yeah uh and i think it's also on um this dude that wrote a a big book of like i think it's like the big book of bad movies or something like that oh, okay this, yeah. is, this is in there too <laughs> so yeah i mean i think it was like uh, a list i found of greatest like b movies i think this is like in the 20s i can't remember exactly where it was but i mean i guess it which depends. was surprising yeah i mean it's not as like even when we look at something like uh miami connection or raw force those movies are or even you know hard ticket to hawaii those movies even those movies are made in better well maybe not miami connection but they're they're made better than than this I know, movie. I know, but like, here's the thing about Miami Connection, okay? Because I thought about it when I watched this movie. Is Miami Connection is so good because it's just got such a pure soul. Yeah, like it is like a Christmas movie because it's <laughs> it is such a genuine good like yeah, good soul friendship, friendship and- movie. 
like, friends to the end. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, you know, so I mean, sure. Um, hard ticket to Hawaii or. Yeah. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, hard ticket to Hawaii. The, the booby one. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that movie is crazy. They, they blow up the constrict the boa constrictor with a rocket. Oh, a hundred percent. But like that movie is like, we know exactly what the fuck we are. Yeah. And we're leaning hard into it. Right. True. Right. Yeah. Where Miami Connection is just like, no, we're going to make just like... It's very earnest. Yeah. yeah. A honest friendship movie. Oh, and I... Okay, so I did just think of one more thing about this movie that we need to talk about. And that is the awesome fucking theme song, Mercenary Man. One must be strong. He's a mercenary man. With the so much saxophone in it, holy shit! I would really appreciate it if you dropped "Mercenary Man" in here because right. it's amazing. I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> they play it like two or three times, and every time I was like, "Fuck yeah, Mercenary Man!" That's the thing about some of these movies. Like, I think the key to these like B movies is you gotta have some kind of ripping song in there. Yeah, I mean, Miami Connection had a couple. They right? had a couple. Uh, if you can have that, you've at least got some sort of element that like, pulls people in. Definitely. Uh, but see, yeah, I enjoyed Mercenary Man, but obviously, like you know, ironically, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking cheesy. Yeah, as you'll hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get to the ratings. I'll read uh, John's off for him right. since he's not here. Fucking loser. So he fucking <laughs> loved this movie. Um, <laughs> Tens, wow. Tens across the board, <laughs> wow. Uh, so his reaction is a four, and he overall is a three point six. We we don't talk about it too much, but like we have like our rating system where we rate it at a five. We rate um, at out a, of ten. You mean? We, yeah, we rate five different we, things we, out of ten. Yeah, we rate five categories out of ten. So you know, plot, kills, pacing. Um, Action, oh wait. Yeah, action or action or kills. Action or kills, pacing, quotes and tropes, and then our personal reaction, and then we average it out, and then that that gives our final score. So, um, so yeah. So John's is his personal reaction is a four, but overall with plot, kills, pacing, and quotes, it's uh, three point six. Um, and so for me, my personal reaction also a four. Uh, but overall, I didn't rate the plot as high, um, <laughs> and the pacing kind of killed me a little. But uh, overall, three point four, so pretty close. Yeah, and uh, my reaction's a four, and my overall score is a four. So you definitely loved I it. Fucking loved it. You fucking <laughs> loved it. So that's an overall score of three point seven. Where does that go? Which oh. We got a pretty big tie. We got at 155, we got Dark Angel, Under Siege 2, Rambo, Last Blood, <laughs> Waterworld. I mean, to me, this clearly goes after all of those movies. I mean, maybe before Waterworld. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree. I think uh, it definitely goes after Waterworld, um, but definitely not above above the law 
Like, is that what's the next? That's what the, the next one this, is. This is better than Above the Law. Oh, my Forever God. Forever cemented in our list <laughs> as a better movie than Above the Law. That's fucking brutal. <laughs> I don't know how it happens. How did Above the Law get such low ratings? I didn't rate it that lowly, low, as I recall. I mean, I, I have no idea. I, I think it's just one of those things, wh- whether it was the time we watched it or you know maybe we were younger and dumb i don't know <laughs> younger that, and dumb. that was like a year ago we were really hard on that movie apparently apparently i think we were trying to above the we were law trying to stick it to seagal weren't we well above the <laughs> isn't above the law like that's like one of his best well i don't know well it's among his first five movies and those uh, are i guess his out best. for justice would probably be yeah oh for justice and marked for death are both be- definitely better than, i mean marked for death off. that's a fucking banger <laughs> like that is probably my favorite seagal movie but it's pretty damn entertaining oh yeah it's so good <laughs> so good so all right so then that's a new 159 159 it's pretty it's pretty down there on the list it's pretty down there um, but it's no octagon. <laughs> that is true. It is no octagon. All right. So we got 179 movies now on the list. Damn. Getting so, up there. We're going to have to do, try to do something special for the 200th movie. I know we've already passed 200 episodes, but. 200 movie. It'll probably be some like. We won't even remember that it's no, the 200th. No, it'll, 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 it'll be some <laughs> new Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, I think it's been now four years we've been doing this. Jesus. So that's a long time. Seems crazy. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't feel like it to me that we've, I mean, in some respects, I guess it does, but like, it hasn't been like a thing where it's like, oh man, I can't believe we're still doing this. No, I mean, I think at at the beginning it was like, maybe tough because like we didn't know what we wanted to do and like trying different things. But like, I think we're like hitting our like sweet spot where we're just like, fuck it. We don't care. We can fire these things out. No problem. Whatever. (laughs) We'll just shoot the shit. Yeah. Once you get it and you get a little more relaxed and it just comes a little more naturally, I guess over time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not so nervous with the mic, (laughs) but, uh, all right, I guess that's it. So that's um, it for laser laser mission. That's it, laser mission. I think next week is going to be a John's pick, so I'll be interested to see what he what he chooses. See if he shows up. <laughs> see, yeah, exactly. Fucking John. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, check us out on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. You can also find us on Letterboxd at Action Action. And uh, if you haven't yet, I mean, join our Patreon. Join our Patreon. Get a chance to make us watch something you want to hear us review. 100%. We got uh, three tiers. Um, All of them come with early access. And uh, we also got some bonus content on there. Yeah, we got bonus episodes. And, uh, you know, it goes a long way. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. In the violence of the night. Where you hear the sound scream He only knows where he is going to It's like a dream within a dream His heart beats like a hammer Like the backbeat of a song And the fire burns with him 